Welcome to our Mindfulness Podcast. Each week we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. The Golden Chain I am a link in Amita's golden chain of love that stretches around the world. I will keep my link bright and strong. May I be kind and gentle to every living thing and protect all who are weaker than myself. May I think pure and beautiful thoughts, say pure and beautiful words, and do pure and beautiful deeds. May every link in Amida's golden chain of love be bright and strong, and may we all attain perfect peace. In the story of the larger sutra, The Bodhisattva declares his 48 vows, things which must be fulfilled if he is to attain perfect enlightenment. Immediately after declaring the vows, he speaks in verse. These are the verses we call Jusege. He says, I will unfailingly attain supreme enlightenment. I will save all the destitute and afflicted everywhere, and my name will be heard throughout the universe. Let's chant the Jusege. Gagon cho se gan, he she jo do, she gan fu man zo, se fu jo sho ga, ga o mu yo ko, fu yi dai se shu, Oh, 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 oh,
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Amidabuts. Namandabuts. 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 Dancing for Joy. In mid July, the Orange County Buddhist Church holds an Obon festival. During the festival, many people come to the BEC book sale booth in front of the Hondo and ask us where are the koi fish, the bonsai trees, the displays, and the demonstrations. I always smile when this happens, and I explain to them that they are thinking of the Hanamatsuri festival, which is held each year in mid-April to celebrate the Buddha's birth. I found this very interesting because each year I used to come to the Hanamatsuri festival and ask, when are we going to dance? And those around me would smile and explain that I was thinking of the Obon festival. To memorize which festival was which, I would repeat to myself that Obon is the festival with dancing, but I no longer think this is quite right. Today I think it's better to say that Obon is dancing, but I have had a very difficult time with this. I could not explain why Obon is dancing. Dancing seemed too simple to be the meaning of a major Buddhist festival. I was always looking for some other meaning to Obon other than dancing, but this was a big mistake. Throughout Buddhist history, Dancing has been used to symbolize the spontaneous joy that accompanies insight. Even in America, we use this phrase, dancing for joy, to describe someone who is completely overwhelmed. Many times we use this phrase figuratively, but its origins are more literal. People who have experienced a sudden realization literally and involuntarily dance for joy. A simple, everyday example of this is all the dancing that occurs after a goal is scored in the World Cup. However, rather than achieving a specific goal, Buddhist examples of dancing occur after sudden insight into the entirety of one's life. At Obon, we focus on the spontaneous dancing of Mogalana, 
Moggallana was one of the Buddha's two main disciples. After his mother's death, Moggallana was tormented because she was not as devout a Buddhist as he had hoped she would be. He was embarrassed by her and felt that he should have had greater influence upon her. After self-reflection, Moggallana realized that he had it backwards. It was his mother's profound influence upon him that enabled him to become one of the Buddha's great disciples. For the first time, he realized that she was the bodhisattva that had led him to the Buddhist path. At that moment, he spontaneously began dancing with joy. Traditionally, it is this story that is used to explain why we dance at Obon. However, many stories like this can be found throughout Buddhist history. For example, there was a great Chinese master named Tsung Mi, who lived in the 8th century. Tsung Mi's interest in Buddhism began at age 18, after the death of his father. His initial awakening experience occurred six years later, after reading several lines of the scripture of perfect enlightenment. It is said that his awakening experience so overwhelmed him that he found himself spontaneously dancing for joy. Though Tsung Ming's awakening experience was certainly sudden, it is very significant that it did not occur during meditation, but instead occurred after reading several lines of scripture. It is this experience that led Tsung Ming to caution others not to merely replace the study of the Dharma with the practice of meditation. In this way, Tsung Ming is known as a Buddhist synthesizer. So far, we have had an example of Indian dancing with Moggallana and an example of Chinese dancing with Tsung Mi. I would like to conclude with an example of Japanese dancing. It may be a bit surprising, but Shinran, the founder of our tradition, also frequently uses the analogy of dancing for joy. The phrase dancing for joy appears in the collected works nine times, each time describing the same overwhelming joy that occurs when one realizes insight. The following appears to be one of Shinran's favorite quotes from the larger sutra. It appears in the collected works of Shinran four times. The Buddha said to Maitreya, If there are persons who, having heard the name of that Buddha, leap and dance with joy and say it even once, know that they receive the great benefit, that is, they acquire the unexcelled virtues. I believe that Shinran emphasizes dancing with joy because it captures the feeling he had when he first heard the Pure Land teachings from his master Honan. This is the same feeling of overwhelming joy that Moggallana and Tsung Mi both experienced. We dance not so much in honor of Moggallana, but rather we are spontaneously dancing with joy in honor of sudden enlightenment, of sudden insight, of insight that occurs through the self-reflection of Moggallana, the study of Tsung Mi, and the deep hearing of Shinran. This is why we dance. So whether you have the dances memorized or not, please remember there are no wrong steps when one is spontaneously dancing for joy. Please join me in Gasho. Namandats, 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 Namandats. Shin Buddhist Life Principles Entrusting in the vow of the Buddha, calling out the Buddha's name, I will pass through the journey of life with strength and joy, revering the light of the Buddha, reflecting upon my imperfect self, I will strive to live a life of gratitude. Following the teachings of the Buddha, discerning the right path, I will share the true Dharma with all, rejoicing in the compassion of the Buddha, respecting and aiding all sentient beings, 
I will work towards the welfare of society and the world. Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. This concludes this podcast. I hope you feel grounded. I hope you feel different than when you began. And this feeling you have, I hope you take it with you out into your everyday life. It's important to develop these qualities in a controlled environment like this podcast. But the aim is for the effects to begin to bleed out into your everyday life naturally. My wife once sent me a meme on Facebook that said, yoga works, but only if you show up. And I feel that way about Buddhism and about meditation. It surely works, but only if you stick with it. And you have to get to the point where it becomes something natural and effortless in your life. And if you have high expectations and you're trying to rush the process, you actually retard your ability to change over time. You don't want to grasp it. You don't want to hang on to it. You just want to experience it in a regular practice and integrate it into your everyday life. So thank you very much for coming. I will close with Gasho. Hands together and we will bow. Today's program was presented by Reverend John Turner, Reverend Ellen Crane, and Minister's Assistant James Pollard. Executive Producers Reverend John Turner and Jim Scott. Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. Directed and engineered by Reverend John Turner. Edited by Jim Scott. This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission. This program is copyright 2020, Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved. For more information about this or other podcasts, groups, and activities, BCE classes, or temple services, visit us on the web at ocbuddhist.org.